What would you do if I told you you can avoid some mistakes because someone else has already made it? Growing a business is a long-term and challenging process. Many people fail. Why? There is a number of reasons for that. So how exactly to craft a strategy for your business that will work and how to check if you took the right direction and what to do when feeling unmotivated? In this episode of Brand Talks, we are talking with Samir Ahmed Khan, the founder and CEO of Social Champ, a creative businessman who has started a huge amount of insights on how we can build our small imperium. Welcome to another episode of Brand Talks. Hello, Samir. How are you doing? I'm doing great. How about you? I'm doing very well. Thank you very much. And let's go to the first question, which is, what is the best thing you did last week for your business? Two days ago, I had full seven-hour sleep. <laughs> That's, I think, the best thing that I did in the week. Uh, because for a startup entrepreneur, your health is really important. And we really get you know less sleep because of the work we do. Uh, and the more you sleep, you know, if you have full sleep, you will focus on your startup more and, you know, deliver more and be more productive, I guess. Okay. You surprised me a bit, but I think it's a very cool answer <laughs> because we all, we constantly think about things that we can do during the day, yeah. right? And yeah, and, and we, we forget about uh, taking a rest and, and sleep. So congratulations. <laughs> You're awesome. Because, you know, every day, every day you do good stuff, right? And this long list of things, but this is something that people ignore. So I thought, you know, just bring this up. It's very good. So thank you for that. <laughs> and, um, but moving forward, uh, I'd like to ask you why you see your failures as something important. That's something that you had to go through. Hmm. I think that's a good question. Uh, a lot of failures my past failures actually taught me a lot of different lessons that I would have never learned elsewhere. And social gem is my social gem is my product. It's my fourth product. My three products failed, uh, and each of them failed with a different unique reason. And each failure taught me to not to re- repeat that mistake in the next startup. Uh, let's say, uh, The first startup was Game of Chat. It was a gaming platform. And in that startup, we invested over three years. We made that product. We won Imagine Com- Microsoft's Imagine Com- Competition. We, lot- we won a lot of competitions. And we failed because we were really late in launching the product. We kept on optimizing the logo. We kept on fixing the product. Uh, we kept on making an iOS app, an Android app, a Windows 8 Metro app at that time, and also app on web. So we were trying to launch all four platforms having the same product, and we wanted to surprise the world. But I think that, you know, it doesn't work like that. You have to put your MVP out. So that's a mistake that we did in Game of Chat. And we didn't launch it because there were competition. Uh, our, our competitor was, you know, launched a Unity framework. So we stopped that product. And second product was Educating Dreams. It connected the poor people with the NGOs. And in that, we figured out that NGOs really like to work separately, individually. They don't want to collaborate and connect with each other. Uh, so we quit that product. Third product, which recently failed, I think, two years ago, 
was Reminds app. It was a trackable reminders that you could send to anybody. And uh, so it failed because we believed that people would like, would love to use it. We did a survey. 80% said we would like to use it. But I didn't knew that, you know, people just say yes to keep your heart, you know. <laughs> they don't want you to be sad that this will not work. And even if they're strangers, right? So you, you have to really be careful. So 80% said they would use it. We said, wow, we just found a great product. Let's make it. We invested nine months. We made the product. We launched it. And the people downloaded the app, but they didn't use it. The retention rate was super low. So it takes, I think, three to four years for an app to get famous, uh, like like Snapchat. Uh, it, it took like three to four years to get you know noted in the world. Uh, we were really impatient. So, and our business model for that product was also low. Uh, we thought that we could earn from SMS, but the cost of SMS was very cheap. So that model was not working. So yeah, these three mistakes, you know, it caused me my silver, my black hairs turning to silver hairs, and, uh, <laughs> okay. and but I could have not learned it elsewhere if I had not done that mistake. So yeah. So I believe that you've learned a lot uh, so far, and um, I need to ask, what would you recommend yourself like three, four years ago to check or to verify before launching this application? I would have told myself that, you know, build an MVP faster, minimal viable product, just a small product. You, you don't have to make an iOS app, an Android app to support your website or product. Just ship the product faster, get the feedback as soon as possible so that you can then improve the product. All right. That's the first thing that we did a mistake. Um, the second thing is that uh, you need to do and research and that if people really want to use your product or not. If you, 80% say yes, ask again and ask again. Keep asking, uh, find the reason for them not to use. And if they would, they would say that they would agree to pay to you, take money in advance. Because when you say that give me $10 in advance, uh, then they will hesitate. And then they will say that, you know, it has this problem, it has that problem. So these are some three key you know, learnings that we have, we had, and we, you know, decided not to repeat that in Social Champ uh, when making this product. So we launched it with. We didn't even buy a domain. We just launched it on a testing URL. We shared it to the world. We shared it with different people like Guy Kawasaki and all that, and they loved the product. So that's how we made this product, and we didn't repeat those mistakes. Yeah, okay. I think that uh, having feedback from Guy Kawasaki is something <laughs> really yeah. big. Um, and m mentioning about uh, mentioning social champ, what inspired you to turn into social media? What's so exciting here for you? Okay, uh, that's a very interesting answer to it. Uh, so you know, social champ came into being by an accident. All right, I never wanted to launch a company social champ. So in my third startup, Reminds app, uh, we were the third startup, Reminds app was there. It was launched. We made the app, and I was trying to find out the ways to market that product you know, on social media. So I was doing a research. I read a book by Guy Kawasaki, uh, the concept of the art of repeating multiple times, and I said, this is an interesting concept. Let me do that because whenever I used to tweet on Twitter at 1 a.m. and 2 a.m., my audience was sleeping, right? And nobody saw it. And when I woke up, 
I got too busy. So, you know, I said, let's repeat a tweet multiple times. You know, one tweet repeated after eight hours. So I read this book uh, and I thought, let's not search a product that does it so that I can, you know, do it for myself and my third product reminds app. And I, I searched it and I couldn't find a software that, you know, repeated in this manner. And I was like, oh my God, this is such a simple idea. Why hasn't anybody done it? So I told my co-founder, uh, often my reminds app that you know let's work on weekends let's make this product because i wanted to use it for myself right so we made a product just for myself so that i could repeat and you know i can sleep peacefully and all my tweets would go and repeat them multiple times and when i did that uh, on you know my co-founder he said that you know i'm going to gift you after doing that on my birthday so on my birthday he actually gifted me that and we made that product and we shared it with some people and that's how we got a really good feedback and that's when i thought that you know this testing project is doing much better than my third product so let's stop that third product and focus on the fourth one so that's you know how we changed our our direction that's a great insight and um I think at a quite young age, uh, you're already a CEO at uh, a social jump, as, as we talked. And mm-hmm. I wonder what is the biggest challenge for you so far in the process of building that application? Because you mentioned that I think we can say that it succeed, right? Uh, because it's still live uh, and it's growing. But mm-hmm. I, I believe that you had and you still you're still having some uh, challenge uh, every day or, or in the past. Yes, correct. Uh, so, as a startup, you need to know that if you're comfortable, if you're if you think you're comfortable, then you know there's a storm coming, <laughs> and you're just you just don't know it. Uh, you just cannot be comfortable. You're either growing or you're dying, right? Um, so, in 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 our in my in my case, you know, there's there's a lot of challenges. You know, every day we face challenges like you know from idea validation to growth to doing sales to emails and you know server gets down you know fixing the bugs customer support so these are all a lot of challenges but the biggest challenge right now is that i'm ceo of social champ and i also run a service company called ozil systems uh, that's uh, that's a company that doesn't create software for other people. So I'm running two companies. Running two companies is the biggest challenge that I need to focus on one right now. Social Chem is my main target, but that's a service company. That's where, you know, I make the money most of the time. So my biggest challenge is, you know, to put a focus on one place. And that's how, you know, I have co-founders to focus on that side of the world and I focus on this side of the world. But again, uh, so there are different challenges. For Social Chem right now, we are trying to focus on sales, drive more value, convert people, uh, reach more traffic. Uh, we are in this stage right now of the of our startup journey, and you know I think in every journey there's new challenges, there's new stuff. So maybe if you interview me after one year again, I would have a different answer to this question. <laughs> okay, okay, I get it. Um, so talking about challenges and problems and issues, maybe also. Uh, I think there are a lot of people who, who may listen to us who try, want to start their own business. And I think that we should all start with a good strategy. And uh, how you've been creating your own and, and how can people implement it for themselves? I'm, I'm asking that because there, I believe there's some uh, universal rules for, for people that they have to remember uh, at every stage of building their businesses. Hmm. Uh so my first advice, 
very first advice that I give to university students, all right, people who study or, or, you know, the new starters that have big dreams and big ideas, I want them to know that, you know, make yourself expert in something that nobody can beat you in, all right? Because, you know, what happens uh, in my uh, in my community, what happens is that, you know, a guy from university full of ambition and, you know, uh, excitement tells that he has a really good, good idea uh, that could change the world and he needs to find a co-founder who could build it, a CTO. I said, all right. So he finds a CTO from his class. They both get together. All right, they start making the stuff. His idea and he's developing it, right? And once they make the product, then they figure out, the CEO figures out that, you know, they also need a marketing guy because now they need to sell the product. Right, so they contact another person who is a marketing person, right, and they bring them on board, right. So now there's a marketing person and there's a CTO, and ninety percent of the times these two people get together and say that you know we, the product is made, we just need to sell it. Let's get two of us together and kick out this person who just brought the idea and he's not contributing anything to the product, right. So he gets kicked out. Two people, you know, they run the company. Uh, you know, this happens like I can I don't know how many times, but it happens eighty to ninety percent of the times that the person who gives the idea tells that you know it was my idea and they took it. Uh, ideas are good, but execution, what skills you bring, is also important. Uh, so first, develop yourself. That, that's my biggest thing. That you know, uh, people. You know, you can see on the streets hundred people say that have hundred ideas. All right, but what and how you would you execute it is important so first thing is make yourself you know special in some technology either you can build the product either you can sell the product either you have a vision that nobody can have right be that person second thing is take feedback i don't know like i said you know you need to really ask people that would they use it why would they not use it would they pay it would they agree to pay advance Second thing is, know there are two kind of products. If you're making product, either you earn by, you know, selling something and get the cash immediately, like eBay, like Amazon, right? Second, if you're, so in that case, you can earn the money revenue from the starting day. But if you are going for a product or for an app, all right, uh, that is free on the stores and you you would figure it out later how you would earn by, you know, just you want to make it free, it's going to take your three to four years, minimum time for that so just be sure that you are ready for it and uh, these are some checks and don't waste your time building the product for more than six seven months you know even if you have to research on the product if it if it works or not and it takes you four or five months give it because once you start coding once you do that stuff it is really really difficult to change or you know work back and pivot your idea so these are some really checklists that you have to do before making a product Okay, I think that it's very important that you emphasize that we need to wait some time to see results because I think that so many people want to see the results, you know, just one one month or two months yeah. uh, after launching their product or service or, or uh, launching the product. Uh, yeah, so yeah, we, we need to wait, we need to be patient, but still, I I'm thinking, what is this first sign that tells us that we are going the right direction or we should skip this and try something else if there's maybe any particular indicated for that because okay we have to wait but on the other okay. side maybe there's something going wrong that we need to uh, notice and react mm. as soon as possible yeah 
that's a good one. So the first thing to is is just be honest with yourself. Okay, <laughs> you know uh, the first thing is just be honest with your own self. You can be a superstar on social media. You can be a superstar in the eyes of people. Uh, you can create a bubble and illusion that this is the best thing. But inside your self, you need to see the numbers. All right. So let's say when I launched Reminds Ad, the third product, uh, people loved it. Everybody was saying it's good, and you know we got mentioned in a few magazines. Everybody thought this is big. But the truth is that when I saw the numbers, uh, the number of rate of downloads, right, and then. So rate of downloads mean, means nothing. Rate of retention is something. Like how many people, how many times the people keep coming back to the app, right? That is something that is important. How addictive your app is. So that when I saw that, it, it was 10%. Then it lowered to 5%. Then lowered to 2%. And I have to force people to use it. So in that, I could either burn some time, understand human behavior, and you know change that, make it addictive, and it would cost me again two or three years. So either I could do that or either I could change the entire idea because I knew that the one that I made was not addicting. So you need to focus on numbers, all right? Numbers will tell you that if you have to stop or if you have to go forward, right? So uh, you have to focus on uh, all these th- you know, numbers. And other thing is that uh, don't be afraid that you know there's a competition in your world. Uh, most people, you know, get afraid that you know there's a competition. How would you compete? There are so many websites and platforms that have competitions, and everyone is doing perfectly well. So it's it depends on you know which target, which audience you're targeting, and what what your strategy is for that market. So for me, uh, the first sign is that you know the numbers are very important. You know, I keep a check. How many downloads are there? How many trial users are coming? What's the traffic rate? If if the traffic on my website was eight twenty thousand, if only five thousand got sign, I got signups. So you know why didn't I get the fifteen thousand people? There's something wrong in my conversion of the website. So that's where problem there is. And let's say if you know fifty percent signed up, and why did you know only three hundred people, you know posted or scheduled something or did an action on the app, and the rest just you know, went away. So there is a problem. So these are the numbers that you need to fix, like, you know, conversion rate, the onboarding stuff, you know. So this, if you keep a check on these numbers, you will really know that if your product is going good or not. Other than that, everything that you read in the magazine, every award that a startup gets, you know, everything else is just an illusion. You know, it's a bubble, right? Yeah, yeah, I got it. Uh, very juicy advice and <laughs> and thank you for that but talking about uh, advice um, I think that there's a lot very cliche advice telling us that you know we should always move forward follow our dreams and things like this but it says nothing actually and beyond what you uh, already said what is the real advice for the people who, uh, who are feel unmotivated hmm so Yeah, so first thing, uh, my advice, greatest big advice is that, uh, that don't be afraid to ask help, okay? Uh, that's the greatest advice. Don't be afraid to ever ask help. Uh, when I was a kid, uh, you know, when I was, I think, seven, I don't know, 12, 13 years old, I used to believe, I, I, you know, I prayed with all faith that when I get up in the morning, I become a Spider-Man. Right, <laughs> and I used to. Okay, sorry for that. I know you. It's your dream, so sorry for that. <laughs> yeah, I was a kid. So, 
you know, and I used to, you know, pray, you know, with all my heart, you know, I wake up and become Spider-Man. And when my mom used to wake me up in the morning, I used to wait that my mom leaves the room and I could then, you know, do that Spider-Man action and see if the web comes out or not, because I wanted to keep it low profile so that my mom doesn't see it. <laughs> okay. uh, so, so, you know, I used to believe it. And then I saw an episode where, you know, Spider-Man turns really weird because he has some, you know, mutation stuff. So I stopped, you know, I said, I don't want to be that Spider-Man. Then I saw a cartoon, you know, it's a Japanese cartoon called Naruto. And I started watching Sasuke in it. And I said, you know, these are, these are great eyes. I need a guy's eyes like that. And then, you know, I, you know, I just photoshopped myself and said, okay, this is it. And right now I want to be the Flash, the fastest man alive. And why I'm telling this with these crazy stories, I'm saying this because, you know, I used to have crazy faith in stuff that normal people would just say that, you know, this is not possible. Uh, before launching Social Champ, one year ahead, you know, one year earlier, I had a dream that, you know, I saw Guy Kawasaki in a talk and he was giving a talk, a speech on it. And I just pray that, you know, I just like this person. Maybe I go and have a dinner with him. That's it. I don't want to just, you know, do anything. Just I want to have dinner with him and be with him. That's it. And I was in Pakistan. And I was like, I just dreamt it. I just slept and just prayed and slept. One year later, Guy Kawasaki himself, you know, he sponsors me a ticket to Silicon Valley's in San Diego, social media marketing world conference. I go there. I meet. I meet him multiple times. Uh, I have dinner with him, with his family at his home. Uh, I meet him four or five times in different cities. And so th- I'm telling that their dreams do come true. So if you have any crazy dream, uh, it could be a dream that you might think that the angels above would laugh at you. That what are you asking? Just ask, okay? Uh, that's the advice that don't hesitate. Sometimes we don't ask because we think that we are so great that if we ask, it will hurt our ego and pride. What will the world say? That CEO of this company is asking people and, wow, we thought that he's a great person, but he's asking. Sometimes you have to ask, you know, just be humble enough and ask people for help. That's a good advice. And uh, last thing is that I, this is a great advice from Guy Kawasaki. He says that, you know, don't lo- let the bozos grind you down. Uh, don't let, you know, so there are two types of losers. One loser is somebody who's, who's, who's already a loser. He's, he's, he wears, you know, torn cl- clothes. He, is, he hasn't bothered. You know, he's, he keeps asking for money. He tells you that you cannot do something. You just don't agree to it. You just say, yeah, we just go away from you. There's a second kind of loser who's who's the dangerous loser. He's a person who looks rich. He has white hairs. He's a CEO of a company, right? He is really famous, and he tells you you he tells you that you cannot do something. You don't. Your idea sucks. You know, it sucks, and you just cannot achieve what you want. Just be afraid of this loser because. In the past, there were many losers like that, like Ken Olson. He said that there's a computer there. The world just needs five computers of IBM. And right now, everybody has a computer. So if there was Steve Jobs or Bill Gates pitching to them, saying that, you know, we have a great idea, you know, we want to make computer Mac, and Ken also would have said that this world does not need a computer. Right now, we would not have Mac or Windows. So it's better to do something and fail rather than, you know, going into your 60s and saying that, we wish that we could have done it. So, yeah, that's my advice. 
Wow, that's uh, that was a great story and great advice. Uh, so thank you for that. And um, my last question is, it's uh, my standard question. What is one book you'd recommend to read or one person to follow? Huh. Okay, so I don't read much books, to be very honest. Uh, I used to read books, fictional fictional story writings. Then I wrote stories. Uh, uh, I wrote poems and I, I wrote stuff. That The only book that I read, I, I read was the Guy Kawasaki's The Art of Start 2.0, right? Uh, that's the book that I recommend to startups and entrepreneurs because that book is a summary of many books, uh, of many, many great uh, books for startups and entrepreneurs. So I read that book. Uh, that is a book that I recommend to all the startup people. And, okay, so, uh, uh, yeah. Sorry, I, in- I interrupt you, but I bet that the person to follow would be one, uh, the first person would be Guy Kawasaki, I bet. <laughs> exactly, 100%. Uh, he, he's okay. a great storyteller. You know, Guy is a great storyteller. So he doesn't do marketing in the way that, you know, people keep selling stuff. He doesn't sell stuff. He, try, he tries to provide value. So that's a different style of marketing that you're trying to sell your, give your stuff, but it, it sounds so valuable that it doesn't look like it's marketing, right? It's not like the ad you see on television about to buy a car. It's not like people selling tea, you know, and clothes. It's not like that. It's, it's something that he connects with the heart, with empathy in that sense. So his art of saying, selling stuff is really unique. So that's the person I really you know, recommend in following and to learn from him is that how you can sell a product, how you can evangelize a product. Okay, so I definitely also recommend Guy to follow <laughs> and, and his books are awesome too. Uh, Samir, thank you very much uh, for your time. Thank you very much for all answers because I found them very juicy. They're all built on your own experience, which is which is awesome. Uh, and I think that we can all uh, take something for, for us uh, from what you said. So again, thank you very much for that. All right. Thank you so much. I'm honored to be invited and see you someday. Have a good day. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.